episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Oh. <laughs> Eva, thanks for, so much for uh, jumping on. We appreciate you hanging out on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, of course, uh, the debut Eva Under Fire album, Love, Drugs and Misery, is out on September 23. And the thing I liked about this record is that it's not only musically diverse, but also emotionally uh, as well. It goes from, you know, fist pumping heavy one minute to punch in the gut next. It, it's it's just incredible. Is this something that was was planned to take the listener on that journey? Yeah, I think it's just sort of the journey that I went through. So it wound up coming out that way on the record, you know? So um, it was, but it's definitely, like you said, very emotionally kind of like all over. Um, and, and so the themes that you'll hear are themes of love, drugs, and misery, which is why I just went ahead and, and titled it that way. I felt like it was always, it was also a very blunt way of describing what you'll hear on the record. Mm. Um, so I, I love that you got that right away. Uh, first listen. That's cool. Yeah. It is. There's definitely some moments that uh, got me real good. Hey, like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like, love. I love. Gonna... Thank you for that. Oh, that's all right. I was, I was literally at work. And I was like listening to it and just going about, you know, my day. And then I'm like, one minute I'm like, yeah. And the next minute I'm like, oh man, like it's, <laughs> and I was like, what's going Intense. on? Yeah, yep. yeah. This album is making me feel feelings. And uh, yeah. mate, it was, yeah. It's so I'm in good. the business of feeling feelings. So I get that. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it's it's got you know a hard hitting cover as well of with it or without you on here, yeah. which is just mate. I I think it's better than the original. I know I'm probably <gasps> gonna cop a lot of shit for that, but like <laughs> your vocal delivery, like I love this album so much. Like your vocal delivery, just it, it it's just a little bit more personal and cuts through a little bit more, you know. And I think. I don't know. I could just really feel the emotion through it. Like, you know, not nothing against Bono. He wrote the song, but I think you did a really good job. And, you know, why'd you choose that song? Why that? that it was one? kind of, it was kind of interesting because it wasn't even just particularly to that song. Uh, my, my rhythm guitar player, Chris loves you too. And um, it just sort of came up in the studio when we were talking about what covers we thought we might do. And I think the whole driving force behind the cover was go big or go home. And yeah, that, like yeah. you is the biggest band in the world. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess that checks the box. You know, <laughs> let's try this one. And I'm also a person that I feel like when I'm in studio, um, I try not to heavy listen to the original song, especially with covers, because I want to make sure that the delivery is mine. Yes. Um, so I, I love that that's, you know, was your takeaway is that my vocal had a different cadence to it. And I, I really appreciate that. No, 100%. 100%. You made it your own. And I think that's why I like it so much. Because, I mean, look, you 2 songs have been covered a million times over the years. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think people, when they approach covers, they, they try and either do it 
like the original or mm-hmm. they just do it. You know what I mean? They just mm-hmm. they just go and they just go and record it. But that's what I've taken away is that you actually made it your own, but also put a lot of that emotion into it as well. And I think that's what people are gonna I don't know who else has heard it out there, but when they do, I think they're gonna yeah. feel the same way. So I love that. Thank you. Uh, you know, because it's it's important to me to have that kind of standout like message. Uh, mm. The the story is something I'm invested in, or I can't sing it. You know, so like the lyricism behind it's always been very important to me. So when I when I learn the song, even though I'm not listening for the the structural and the format like sort of thing that the original artist does, I, I want to make sure that it's the message that I can get on board with, so that I can feel it. And so for you to be such an active listener, I so appreciate this feedback. It's so fun for me to hear, you know, even after like, you know, this, this recording for us has been a while now since we've been in studio. Yeah. I love that you're hearing the things that I remember feeling when I was singing it. And I don't think I'm going to be alone. Like, you know, obviously I'm very, very lucky to do what I do and hear things in advance. You know, I don't take that for granted, but, you know, sometimes I hear stuff and, and man, wait till the rest of the world hears this. Like, it's just going to explode. And, you know, not just that, not just the emotional stuff, but, like, the fist-pumping shit on here is rad. Like, the opener, like, blow, like, obviously it's been released as a single, but it kicks things off so hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was chucking it in. I got in my car, you know, and I was like, all right, here we go. And, man, I was just, I was having the best time. And you got Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, on there as well what a rad dude such a cool guy man the first time that we met was just in passing at a festival because when the label asked him if he wanted to jump on the song and everything that was all during weird covid times so we had never actually established rapport or anything but because we were both part of this retaliators film yes it was able to start the conversation right so then not only did he jump on the track he went hey why don't we write the second verse according to my character in the film which blew my mind. I was so excited that he was like, not only into it because it was, he was like, it's a really fun, powerful hook, you know? So fast forward to maybe a year later, it was welcome to Rockville down in Florida, like 2021. And we were all kind of like in the artist dining section. They have like a little like artist section of these festivals where everybody hangs out. And he's just walking by casually. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm like sitting on a park bench waiting for my buddy to get out of the bathroom, you know, I'm like, I like just casually wave. I didn't even know if he would recognize me, but he did. And he, he came over singing the hook. Hey, I'm about to blow. He was oh. so cool, man. And I was like, this is so rad. He was like, that was an awesome song. You know, he was like, I'm so excited for you guys. And we, we hugged it out. We took a picture. It was so cool. Just a great dude. That Yeah. It's, it's kind of unfair how cool that dude is. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, <laughs> you know, he's good looking, talented, and, you know, can sing like a motherfucker. Like how it's it's yeah, yeah. Like, and he really blows your mind because he can nerd out on all the scary spooky stuff that you ever um, dream of you know so like and for me it's funny because people were like you're gonna be part of a horror film because i'm such a chicken like really? i'm not yeah i'm not even a horror movie person like i'm such a chick because i can't i can't deal with like the top three horror themes it's um it's like zombies i can't do aliens i can't do and demon possession i can't do so like that's pretty much it you know, it's like kind of leaves slasher films, which is, <laughs> you know, it's, it's less eventful, I suppose, than others, but still a really good, um, you know, uh, 
poster for horror films and 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 this retaliators movie has a lot of that so it's a big it's like a a heartwarming family story that devolves into sort of like a gore fest by the end which is cool yeah but i I had fun with the film and and everything else and then blow got to be part of the soundtrack which is also just massive they just recently released the soundtrack and it's amazing so um it was a really fun experience i'm hanging to see that movie like it was only released one day and i couldn't make it and i was like oh but the soundtrack yeah it's awesome so good thank you all bangers all bangers so good but um yeah of course uh you know outside of music you've got you've got a really good voice where have you put that acting into voice acting or voiceover work you know, it's not something that I've ever considered for myself, but I hadn't really considered seriously acting until this came up either. So who knows? I'll wind up somewhere. <laughs> I like winding up on the stage right now, playing the shows that we're playing and doing the, you know, being a musician has always been like front and center for me because it's just always been such a thing. Like it's so, just so natural. You know, I've been writing little like lyrics in my bedroom since I was like six. <laughs> so, you know, that's where I think my focus has always been. But it's cool to see that there's just so many random other opportunities that might come up. Yeah, absolutely. I could hear it. I could hear you doing voice work. I could hear you doing a bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah. Radio, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I do. I do find that they use a lot of my liners when I send them through to like FM radio. So I must have some sort of voice, voice for radio. Maybe hopefully it's not a, what do they call it? A face for radio? I oh, know. See, I've got the face for radio, but I still put it out <laughs> no. there. You know? But, um, <laughs> but um... oh, we're filming, we're filming directly. This is a great podcast. You make it good looking. I like it. Oh, that's all right. I, I've got my morning face. Um, <laughs> But, uh, um, you know, mentioning, you said about, um, you know, doing this since you were like six. Is that right? Yeah, I've always loved writing lyrics. You know, I started off with like poetry and I'm, I'm not a trained musician. So it was just melodies that I would hear in my head and I would have to write them down to remember the cadence that I was doing it in. And I have like a natural key, a natural. Uh, now that I've learned more about it, I feel like I, um, it's like a natural pitch thing for mm. me so i i could always remember what note i started on because i have like a go-to <laughs> whenever i write so um it's it's been fun for me to learn kind of where i started and expand from that and get into a, a studio with other um people who push my range and which was done a lot on this record so you guys get some epic high notes <laughs> yeah. um but it, it's been a it's been a killer ride you know i also started just um experimenting with like a grit vocal and so there's occasionally there's some some cool things that i can do um with my voice that are they're very much rock and roll you know and i i all all along it hasn't it hasn't always come naturally like that to me um i found even in studio when i was writing a lot of my grit vocal was like that like a very like back of your throat almost christina aguilera sort of you know growl kind of thing it's like a roll almost and that was mostly where my grit vocal sat and my my producer was like we should just use that if this is what comes naturally to you he was like it's very much like an attitude and a soul behind it i was like well that's cool i I love that perspective so he was encouraging me to use my natural skill set but also pushing to see what else we could find so this record is is a pretty diverse idea for that reason Absolutely. But you've also got one of the strongest vocals I've heard on a record in a long time. Like, 
And I, I know I keep saying, I'm like sharing you with compliments, but I absolutely mean it. Like that's, these are the things that I took down as notes that your vocal performance is so strong. And it's, I, I hear a lot of albums <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just going, man, you've got so, I just, I can't wait to see you live at some point because I, it blew me away. Not just how perfect your vocals are, but when you really let rip, you just, you got so much force behind it. It's incredible. And that's why I was like, how long have you been doing this? Because it's, you know, there has to be an origin story in there somewhere. Like, where did you discover that superpower? You know, that first time you were like, you know what? Rock and roll is my thing. And I know I can do it. Was there, what was your Peter Parker moment? It was very much kind of a Peter Parker moment. Uh, but then it like almost backfired on me. So my mom recognized as a toddler that I had pitch and I would sing along with all my little Disney movies. Right. So she would, then I was the party trick because my parents had me young. So people would come over and they were entertaining going, Hey, look what my kid can do. You know? So I knew from an early age that I, that I love to sing. And then it was just a natural sort of affinity that I had. But when I was in high school, right. I would do all the talent shows, but I was, I was mostly influenced by pop singers. And I would try to keep up, but I didn't have the range. So I found I was singing along with more like Breaking Benjamin and Stained and, uh, you know, guy vocalists, because I have a lower range for a woman. Uh, well, then my girlfriend called me and she said, hey, listen, um, my boyfriend's band just lost their singer. Like, you should try out for this band. And we were in high school and I was like, everybody's going to call me a poser. Like, no way. I've never sang rock music out loud. It was always like my parents' generation that I was, I was raised on Led Zeppelin. And like, I think one of my first concerts was like with my parents going to the Scorpions and um, Metallica, you know? Uh, so, so it was, I felt like that was theirs though. I didn't feel like it was mine. And I really didn't show up on the scene until probably new metal, like Lincoln park hybrid theory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was kind of the stuff that I started. So my very first like Peter Parker moment was believing in myself enough to get up on that stage at the battle of the bands in high school amongst all these other kids that had always been like emo and hardcore, you know? And I was like, they're never going to accept me. And we won that year. So I was like, Oh, well, this is, this is my home. And I discovered that rock and roll people are cool, man. They're like nerds though, like me, like they're just, you know, this is like a big community of like, I was just so almost intimidated because everybody had tattoos and I didn't, yeah. <laughs> but they're, but they're so loving. Everybody's like a big, you know, teddy bear in rock and roll, you know, even the, like the, the most hardcore people that get up there and just like scream and they're so good at it. And you're like, Oh, that was like fierce and melting my face off. Then they'll like hug you after the show and be like, What's up, dude? <laughs> they're like the most like soft spoken person ever. You know, I love that. I get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, do the, I do the death metal thing, the nerdy death metal thing. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just when I get up there, you know, you're all like, but then you get off, you're like, hey, guys, at the merch desk, hey, everybody. And everyone's like, you go. Hey. Yeah. yeah. All the anger and pent up aggression was let out on stage. Now we just get to be fun. That's right. Drink beers and be fun. It's like, you know, that old <laughs> ego. But, hey. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, Outside of the band, I, I thought I read that you're a therapist as well. Is that yes. right? Incredible. Yes. Thank you. How yeah. does that play I, into it? I knew I wanted to connect with people in a meaningful way. And then I wanted that to be my career path. So along the road, I'm like, okay, how can I manifest 
this to be a career somehow, I can probably do that in one of two ways, either going to school for therapy. And that way, as a, as a psychotherapist, I'm, I'm involved, you know, people one-on-one um, talking about stuff that matters, or I could go and, and, you know, my passion might work out and, and I talk about stuff that matters in my lyricism. And so in many ways, you know, like connecting with the audience at our shows, it's like where I feel at home, you know, we're very much a live band. We, we honor that almost like, like, like the sanctity of the live rock show, you know? Um, and so I, I just pursued both because I didn't know which one would work out. And then the universe laughed at me because in 2018, I graduated with my master's degree and we were offered a record deal. Mate. <laughs> so now we got to, now, now I'm really in it. <laughs> I don't really know <laughs> what I'm doing, but it's working and I like it. That's awesome. That is so yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I love it. Cause I, I felt like maybe it was a little bit, I wasn't sure if there would be conflicts, but really what I'm seeing in, in, real world application is that there's just such a beautiful marriage of you know the two concepts right I've also just wound up at a label that mental health and, and addiction recovery is very important to the label I mean Nikki Six wrote heroin diaries and they have 6 a.m on the on the label and so you know they were um really interested in in this dynamic that my two my two paths sort of presented um, and then I got to write for Loudwire. I was a, I was a guest columnist for mental health awareness month. I mean, it's just so many cool opportunities. I, I never dreamed that there would be like a, a overlap like this, but it's, it's really cool. And it's only the beginning, mate. Like, it seems like, I don't know, it's, you're going to be kicking. I mean, you've already been kicking ass all, all these, I mean, you went on, you've been on tour with like Hailstorm and uh, Pretty Reckless. Yeah, so um, we were a one-off opener. We were oh, not okay. part of that whole tour, but there was a couple of dates. Um, so I'm, I'm a fan of Willa Zarb, and she was on that tour, but she couldn't make a few dates. And so um, we've actually met their guitar player, Evan. And Evan was like, hey, man, I hope you get these slots. Like, that'd be really cool, right? Because we had just gotten off of the tour with nothing more, asking Alexandria and a trio. And Evan was teching for a trio. And so we, we got we got close with it. their whole crew is just fantastic. So, so come to find out, we did get those, those dates. And, um, by the second time I had opened for Hailstorm, Lizzie Hale pulled me up to sing rock show. Oh man. I was shook. So I'm hopeful <laughs> <laughs> that that will be a thing in the future. A full tour with Hailstorm would be crazy rad. Um, and then as you said, maybe hopefully we'll be able to get some more opportunities to come and see you guys. I was, that was, that was uh, on my list. You know, you guys got something cooking up. You got some plans. Well, you know what? Uh, right now it's just this release, you know, we hope that this release just blows it wide open for us. And then, um, and then maybe we can start talking about some things in 2023, you know, cause like you said, it, it's still very early for us in our, in our career and, you know, but like we've had some really crazy massive opportunities that we were able to do early on. So uh, nothing crazy planned yet, but, I mean, like you said, you gave my record, a, 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 the album has a, has a wonderful review. So I'm hopeful that many other people will jump on board and that will just create more demand. And then we can just go everywhere. I mean, I got a roommate to take care of my cats. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to Australia before? No, never. It's a bucket list thing for me, though, man. You're going to love bucket it. Bucket list thing. 
Where where at in Australia are you guys based out of? Okay, so I'm on the Gold Coast, which is okay. Queensland, up in Ooh. on the near uh, Brisbane. A lot of people know Brisbane, but we're south. So where the okay. beaches, where the um, theme parks and everything, where the touristy town. Okay, okay, so, got you. I've heard beautiful things about the Gold Coast. So pretty good. So hey, like yeah. you know, like uh, we got the mountains there, we got the beaches right here. You know, you always want to be where you're not. You know what I mean? But sometimes you got to take that step back and go, I'm pretty damn lucky to be where I'm at. Right, right. Like my my little woodsy wonderland. This is my yard, by the way. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's it's my little haven. I just sit there with my bonfire and look at my trees all day. It's beautiful. So when I'm home, I I enjoy it. But like also, I want to come and see where you're from. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, my door's (laughs) wide open. We'll barbecue cool. beers and, and, and all the good times. I love that. Very oh. cool. Well, yeah, man, this is this has been great. And thank you again for like just super quick hopping on. I'm glad I reached out. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Um, it's it's been unreal talking to you because I was really looking forward to it. Um oh man, thank you. And you did your homework. I'm so I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you love the, the album and and hopefully, like I said, that's just uh breaks it wide open for us and we can see you sooner rather than later. Well, we're going to have all the links in the meantime here down in the show notes and uh, Eva, you take care, my friend. And uh, we'll see you ASAP. All right. I'm ready. I'm on it. We'll see you guys soon. Take care guys. Thanks mate. Bye.